What's up, Con- Counter-Strike Confederation? I am your podcast host, Owen. I'm joined here by Fuffy, as per usual. Woo! It's been a damn long time. Um, let me go look at the website, because it'll link our last podcast episode. Uh, our last one was January 17th, 2023. Gotcha. So, a month and a half ago. I was thinking it was somewhere in January. I knew it was before draft, but... Yeah. Yeah. It well, was we're, It was we're, just we're season still. 10. And we're, we're still in season so. 10, so... Surprisingly, that's something. it feels like this season has gone by already. Like every tier is hitting mid-season and it's been, it feels like it's been like a week. Yeah, yeah. This, it feels like we're both not that far in the season and also like we're so far and yet because we're both in Chally, there's uh, so much farther to go. That's true. Yeah, I mean, we still have majority games left. Uh, we just hit our six game mark on Tuesday, so last night. Um, but yeah, now we have we still have a lot, a lot left. We still have seven games, so majority, which is fucking crazy. So I have a question that is really for both of us, but it's weird okay. if I ask myself this question. Okay. Hit How does it, it feel to be on top? Um, I really actually try not to think about it last that much because, That's fair. to be honest, last time I, I was doing this well, we lost the next five in a row and barely made playoffs, so... Uh, I try not to think about us doing well. It, uh, and a little bit of insider. There are times where it really feels like we are an underdog the way we are, we practice and actually like talk about ourselves. It feels like we're not actually like... Yeah, I've always sort of had that like feeling, but I think you guys can match up against a lot of teams I think our well. record would probably show that that is probably pretty true. But like, I don't know. I feel like hitmen should really pose a threat, but yet... They've sort of struggled. Samurai, I think they're one that you guys can match up really well against if you haven't heard. Did you already um, play them? We have not. They're our last okay. game of the season. Yeah. I think I think Samurai, you'll still match up decently against them. Yeah. I mean, looking at the top, uh, top eight, we have played two of the other, I guess, we there's five teams in the top eight we haven't played, being you, OS, HG, ups wait mm-hmm. ups will be interesting because is this top eight blurted is cracked oh no sorry it's top seven okay so out of the yeah, top, top seven, seven so yeah there's four of you guys you haven't played i'm excited to play the decoys i will pl- uh, be 100 honest with that i think that my team lost because we just got tilted at ourselves that's fair I was I, tilting. I, I, I very upfront. I was tilting off the face of the earth at myself because I was playing bad, and dad. then I got mad at myself for being like, "Why did I bring? Why did I want us to go to Vertigo against a team that's only good at Vertigo?" Oh well, good so, thing is we can just not play Vertigo against them. Yeah, but that means you guys can just not play Vertigo against me. I don't like yep, that. Get wrecked. We have basically an every map map pool. I think I know what maps you guys are banning first. I'm not going to say it out loud, but I think I know. You think you know? Yeah, I think I know. I looked okay, at your ma- okay. I, I mean, looking at your match results, there's a few very clear ones that have not been played, so I think I have an idea of what you guys are are, are avoiding. Yeah. We we really try to tailor it to the team that we play, um, and we're lucky that we can do that because like our nuke is cracked just from the fact that we have a whole previous season or half a season's worth of practice. 
Um, yeah. I feel like, though, the because now we're in the middle of the season, and this is the, the CSC podcast, we, we, we do talk about CSC on the CSC podcast. It's a fun fact. It's true. We could sort of take a look at the power rankings, but do you want to just start in the middle at Chally then? I think we'll spend the most time on Chally, so I actually think I was going to do it in like a reverse order. Okay. So we do like prospect, premier, contender, elite, Ooh, Chally. sort of like inch towards the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Otherwise, it'd feel weird to be like, okay, prem, elite, contender, prospect, Chally. All right, prospect. So. AVI are winning it all, even though they got destroyed on Tuesday. Prospect's rough, I won't lie. Prospect is interesting. Man, I I, I just have a really bad time reading it. Like, I never have... A, I always re- get a really, really, like, bad read on just how I should yeah. be building teams. I think I try to build... it Whenever I'm drafting, I think I try to build a prospect team like a regular... Like, I say regular. Like, other higher tiers where, like, you need people in every role. But really, you just really should be going for people that are super, super good that can carry because that's just what wins in prospect. Because <laughs> people don't know how to play roles. Like... And if you do, you don't have the other players around you to make that role successful. So really, the one role is you got to be self-sufficient. Yeah, I mean, I've talked with my prospect team a pretty good amount, um, at least with Zach specifically. Um, and from the stuff in the prep, I like they always do a lot of prep. I just think mm-hmm. it is just like sometimes the other team just has a guy that shoots better. That's really yeah. all it is. And I think it's just harder for a tier i think it's harder when you can't really replicate that in like a quick moment to on your own team of like okay let's quickly like rein it like real things back in and re- yeah. reassess it's difficult to fall back like on a set strategy on a prospect team and even it if is. you have those it's difficult to properly employ them mm-hmm. um and i think that that ends up meaning the prospect teams can just steamroll I think any game in prospect is much more likely to just be very one-sided. I haven't looked at the data. I could be completely wrong, but that's just sort of the vibe that I get from seeing, or maybe it's just our AVI prospect team that gets stomped or stomps. Well, my, uh, my team has played, um, I think two overtimes. Oh, I think, I think we've played two overtimes. They've played, yeah, they played two, and they were in back-to-back match days, so. But looking at the actual power rankings, I think Ronin being at number one, I think it makes sense. They're the only five-in-one team left. Actually, I guess we can't include Tuesday's results, so I guess they would have been four-in-one going into last night. Actually, you know what? Screw it. We're going to use the power rankings and then kind of manually adjust ourselves based on That's last fair. night's results because That's I'm fair. too lazy to do the math in my head. I'm like, oh, well, it would have been here. I can't think in the past. So, so yeah, I think looking at the current standings, Ronin being a clear number one makes sense to me. Um, Caracal's falling down to number four is a little bit confusing because they still have a higher RWP than both Nan and Hot and uh, Spaghetti, and their form is higher than both teams. So Caracals they're like, did take a loss to uh, AVI. Yeah, I mean, I think there were three and two last no- going into last night. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably why. Um, and I guess when you sense. get up into the ranking, I think that's probably why. But as a team, from like their players that I've seen and everything, I don't know. I just 
like Leadbone is incredible, and Swayze's also really, really good. Um, yeah. Those are two of the top three players in the entire tier, so I think it's hard to ignore that. Yeah, yeah. We see the when we see a really dominant prospect team, they just have like yeah. stacks upon stacks of talent like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like UPS as well. Penguin Flops, Skimmix, and Heartworm all in, uh, like in or near the top 10. That's really solid. You have four of the five Ronin players sitting on the top 15, uh, with the lowest rated one being at a 1.10. So that's another big deal. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that Ronin being clear number one, that makes sense. If I had to pick number two through four, I'd probably rank it um, Sav, UPS, Nan. I think, I don't okay. really know how Nan is that high, because, yeah, I mean, Nitro is playing well, and Jawa is also playing well, but then they don't really have anything other than that. Um, I think Xbox is really solid. I think Xbox is good. I'm just saying, uh, I guess, purely based on stats, looking at the very top end. I think mm-hmm. they have those two, which you can make the same argument for, you know, Sav, but at the same time, Sav has two of the top three, whereas Nitro is like number six. Um, and yeah. then Job was at like number 10 or 11. So it's not, not as interesting dominant. given that they, no one, none of their players are as high, but they have three. Mm-hmm. Sort of chilling in that upper level. They have Zulu at number two, and then they have three within like five spots of each other. Okay. Yeah. There's Zulu. My eyes just glazed over him. I'm like, eh. Oh well, yeah, Zulu's cracked. I'm glad they're doing good. I gotta say, Night Fury, the one point two two, pretty hype. Yeah, I mean it's only one game, but you know, love to love to see a good Night Fury game. I think Night Fury would be in a pretty solid sort of range. Um, probably around like point nine. It might even out at. I'm. This is interesting. I just I'm just looking at the individual player stats, and at first I was like, "There's not that many low-rated people," but I think it's just because it's a smaller tier. It really is. Prospects are so, smaller this tier that this season than last season. I, I I'm not looking yeah. at the actual numbers. I'm lazy, but I, it it just feels more intimate than it than it mm-hmm. was previously. Just neat. It is. It feels good for me looking at my team. Other than dies who had one game played, I, there is one player between four of my players, which is Getner. Hmm. So it feels good Getting that they're all done. playing super consistently right next to each other. Yeah. That's, it's nice to have a team that's playing pretty solid. Yeah. And after enough of the back of a win last night, I think that is for their mental really, really good. Because like they do a lot of the extra work, and I think when it finally clicks, it really clicks. So. Uh, all right. But, I think Prospect's in a pretty good spot. Actually, one more thing. Didn't YC have first overall pick and win last season? Yes. And they, I don't know. Well, to be fair, I think that their first overall pick being legend isn't being as dominant as I think they were hoping to be. Oh, yeah. Because I would have never expected up, like, legend to be that strong. They could have gotten like Zulu in the first round. Because mm-hmm. most of the players in the top like or 10 they got are players. Well, no. Uh, I guess Blod, yeah. But like most of the players in the top 10 were players that played last season. Mm-hmm. Zulu See, and Blod I, are really the only two up there. Yeah, yeah, Zulu and Blot are the only two in the top 10 that ha- did not play last season. Um, yeah, I mean, my team is a team of four FAs or four DEs and one keeper, so I was mm-hmm. pretty much able to build whatever we wanted. Now, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people after seeing my prospect team are probably like questioning my decision as a GM to use my f- second overall pick to grab a opper and promote him. But yeah, yeah, I think it makes sense. 
I mean, we can just segue right into contender. No, no, that's the wrong order. We gotta go to premiere. Oh, we gotta go to premiere. All right. I was gonna segue to talk about that potato guy who seems pretty good, but I guess we could talk about some premiere of these other snipers, a, like smartest Superman will, and comrade sniper. Prem will probably be a quick conversation. Prem, okay. In Prem, we had two people put Big Slime as sixth, and two people placed them as first. That's just some behind the scenes power ranking. I'm curious to know who the people that put them at last. That's kind of funny. Superman says, in defense of my decision to put BS as six, I don't truly know where to place them. I see them as a team that is relying more so on aim, and that is fine unless you hit an off day. When they fell, why they fell all the way to six is because I don't have a good feeling as to what the bottom three teams look like as a whole. And I'm not going to make as hardline of an assessment this early in the season. So for the time being, I put them there, which is just like, okay, Superman, sure. But like, just kind of go back on his own word because he says he's like, you know, early in the season, don't have a good feeling. So I'm not going to make a hardline assessment. But then I guess Big Slime is a hardline assessment, even though they're winning. Yeah. I, I don't know. Looking, yeah, I mean, what are going big to the at? standings. They're, they're, they're five and one. They're and five they're gonna and put one. them at sixth. I, I don't, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I, there's I saw only that the six teams. They've yeah. beaten all of them. What? Well, all but one of them. What does this mean? How do you put them at sixth? All right. Yeah, well, congratulations to H4K for being on top of the power rankings. Well, I think it's a big congrats to. H4K in general, because I know last season they had a really, really rough one. So I think them mm-hmm. turning face and showing something this season is good for them. I casted the game that they lost to Big Slime, and that was an exciting game. I watched Nate's stream. That was a that was an interesting game. I gotta say, Sinky was popping. Dude, like, Jack, Big Slime Jack looks was... strong when Sinky is scary like that. Dude, Jack is a demon. That guy. Chili, pretty solid. Uh... Dr. Soup sort of seemed very off and on, but they came alive near the end of the game, which I'm glad because the name Dr. Soup is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I just don't really know a whole lot about Premiere because I don't have a team in it. Mm-hmm. Really sort of what it's what it's looked like um, is there's a lot of superstars and people sort of know what they're doing. And so these teams just can sort of play on instinct. And that means that it's individuals make big plays. And so a lot of it comes from just how good your individuals are because your team play stems from those individuals. Yeah. And so I I will just see like who those strong individuals are. Right now I'm happy to see Smartest Superman up there. I was uh, kind of saddened when he was struggling one of those seasons because I know he is way too good. I watch him, and he's the Noah's last alive. You just keep watching because something's going to happen. Yeah, see, I think that's the end of our premiere conversation. I just, I don't have nothing else to add. I don't really know much. You want to talk about Swift? (laughs) I think Swift wants us to talk about Swift. uh, Swift is carrying a team that is not doing much. There we go. I uh, save Swift. Free Swift. Hashtag free Swift. <laughs> Swift can never be free. They are trapped within the confines of our Discord server, forced to continue sending messages. But I think now, oh, oh man, I drafted an off, 
or yada 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 contender something promotion oh hey we're talking about contender now oh hey gotta be honest ballsy move seems to be working out in contender i'm gonna give i don't my know why they didn't move because we have up. been taking we've, we've we've had been taking some losses yeah that also baffles me we've been taking some losses and i'm gonna put up a little bit of a defense for my squad we had someone that had to kind of take a leave for a few games they were on ir and that just happens to be a really important player on the roster so when you're missing your hard entry and everyone else wants to support it's just difficult so it just kind of has been rough the last few uh the last little bit um the last few games it's been really 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 rough but you got uh, a lot of just like solid players on that team kobe and whale i feel like are both just solid well kobe was actually the person that would be added on to replace our ir player kobe okay, was on okay. our initial yeah. roster the the starting roster was oh, and mutant. whale okay. whale mutant tom nexus and um, a- antonio yeah antonio I could picture his Discord profile pic. I was just blanking on the name. Antonio with the entry tag. Respect that. Antonio's really good. I think Antonio actually got initially placed in Challenger and then dropped, I think. I think that Antonio has the mechanics, but I think that he's his map pool was limited before he got onto a team, which he's gotten a lot okay. better since. So That's always good. If you can have someone who improves over the season, you'll be in a good spot. Yeah. But uh, looking at... Okay, um, Nan is on top. Nan on top. I mean, they're five and one, so I feel like you kind of have to give it to them. Yeah, Antlion um, and Apache. Whew. Yeah, yeah. Antlion has had a really good season. Apache's been playing well as well. Um, I don't really know much about them, but I was kind of interested to see a uh, cows team, mostly because they were kind of the revival of the probably one of the most infamous teams as as of last season with all the sigma around it um i think it's interesting that they were able to turn around and build a really good roster that seems to be performing so i think seeing i think i I just i just it's like it's nice to see cow look and seem to be successful in every tier they're in i like to see a legal mustard dealer doing pretty well they're a player i i like the vibes of but i think i wouldn't say struggled as an individual but was never going to be a star like they were always more supportive, and now they're fitting in on that ground beefers team. Well, Sans is the one popping off. Mm-hmm. Sans has been playing very well. They also have Moo Cow, and Moo Cow's looks to be really. Or sorry, Moo Cow's on Marauders. I'm stupid. Yeah, they have uh, but, Milk Onion. Yes, but they have Milk Onion, which I don't know why I have Milk Onion. Like in my, it must have just been from scouting, but. I don't remember anything about them, but they seem cool. They look like they're doing all right. Mukau is popping off. They were one that AVI was looking at and thinking a little bit about. Interesting. Because um, we were just looking all over. We didn't know who. Hmm. Though now we've picked up Hunter Bubba, and I think they're going to really come to light, which will be exciting for AVI because that's a team that's been very scrappy ever since having to cut uh, the first round pick. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes shit happens. People don't work out, so, you know. Yeah, it'd be like that sometimes. Uh, Okay, I just want to say my favorite note from a franchise rep 
in these uh, power rankings is when Cronus said, Sirens lost to Foo Fighters? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah. Like, like you explained why. It makes sense, you know, when you have to put someone on IR and that person's important to the team. Like, that makes sense. But Cronus' reaction when yeah. I was putting together part of this article, amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think... Um... I think it's like, I mean, this is the point of the podcast and stuff like this is to, you know, see behind closed doors what actually happens and why things are happening and why teams are winning or losing. Yeah. And I mean, it happens. AVI in Chali lost to uh, ATO. Like, sometimes you lose a game that people look at it on paper. They're like, you got this, but who knows what happens. Maybe you just forget how to play the entire map overpass. Sounds like the fluffy thing to do, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Sometimes just like the letters of the sites are too confusing and you just go to the wrong one for half the CT rounds. Okay. But I think we can move on and probably go talk to talk about Elite. Yeah, Elite HG. Yeah, I mean, they look uh, pretty fucking good. I won't lie. Them and Cow. Um, I honestly would probably put cow above hg the reason i would is because cow has played most of their match days with a sub so like i think if they had their full five they could be even better than they already are cow having chilled but who else is on chilled big z proto bones proto bones that's who it is i'm like somebody's got to be popping off on this team it's proto bones yeah, chilled is yeah. And the thing is, their main op, which is chilled, has missed. Has only been there for three games, so I think you know if chilled has is there for more games, I think that is kind of just yeah. a difference maker. I don't see chilled though as like a star opper, but I think they'll be good. I don't think they need a star opper. I mean, they're clearly winning without one. They're winning with Brodo Bones. Yeah, I mean, I think just having a consistent piece that's gonna just always take the brunt of everything. Yeah. That makes sense. I looking at that HG core though, they look so good. They do, like crazy good. Like I also that's don't know. Ridiculous. I did want to. I did want to bring this up while I was thinking about it. I don't know if they changed like how certain roles are determined this season, but it seems like in every tier, half of like the upper end are full of support players. I like don't know. Elite. Maybe it's just Number like one, if you throw oh, a couple uh, flashbangs, it gives you support over Fragger. Because normally I'd expect the really good riflers to be Fragger. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, four players in the top ten of Challenger, which we'll get to, is they're all able to support. Oh, yeah. We the got number one player, The number one player in both Prospect and Elite are, la- are labeled as support. And then the number three player in Premier. Maybe it's just from them having 1.2 flash assists per game. That's a really low bar. I don't know. I'd be interested to know exactly what causes it, but, you know. It, it might be the support round statistic. Which, I guess you're going to have a lot of, like, assists, and mm-hmm. you're still going to throw flashes if you're a star player, so. Yeah. You could get that. I I miss when the support tag really means something, you know? <laughs> As someone who always has the support tag. <laughs> That's a you problem. I couldn't care less what it says, really, because I don't have it. So, Dang, because you Obviously. always have the upper tag. Yep, I always get the upper tag by the end of the season. Uh, 
I miss when I was an opera. Those were the days. All right. You want to jump to Chally? Um, or do you have any other elite thoughts? My only other thought is ATO. I mean, you've got a unique perspective on that, given, you know, you are ATL. ATO. Oh, ATO? Yes. Dang. Where are they at? Oh, they dropped four places. That's rough. They're one in five. Um, I think they lost last night. Yeah, they lost last night. Pretty bad. I don't know. I uh, I know that the SSD had quite the thing to say about it, but I just think it's interesting seeing the team that traded away the first overall to another team and then now that team that traded them away is one and five and the team that has that player is four and two it makes me think mostly just kind of you know obviously it hasn't panned out the way they they were hoping yeah i think when two players clash the one who was first overall and is really good i think you should work more to keep but maybe it was multiple players clash and they didn't want to change multiple of theirs out just to fit this new guy that they had. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say because, like, I don't know. Everyone that I heard that, like, talked about uh, Juve when they got traded was like, oh, always everyone was super high on Juve and obviously said he was a really good person, you know, fun guy to play with. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously fucking frags. But, um, but, yeah, so I don't really know what was going on that led them to do it. I don't know yeah. enough to know. From all that I know is it was something with the vibes behind the scenes on that team. Whether it was Juve not fitting with their players or their players not fitting with Juve or both. Like, Mm -hmm. something had to change and they decided, well, guess we'll just cut our losses with Juve. Yeah, which is an interesting choice. But, you know, I think think that as a team, them and OS, I think I would like to see sort of try to make a comeback. Yeah. Um, because I think you guys have five more games. I think there's five more games in Elite. Um, which, if there are five more games in Elite, they can make then, a comeback. Uh, then, yeah, there's still a make chance. Make those plans. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it from last season. Uh, Dime, the OS Daimyo were 12th place last season, 3-8. and eight, And it seems like it's pretty kind of headed in that direction right now. Dang. So, I'm curious to just know like what's exactly happening with that team and why it's not really working out. Sanity is looking pretty strong. Yeah, I mean, I've seen different players and stuff, and they look really good. It's just, yeah, I'm wondering what is happening, because they have Sanity, and then, like, Solstice and Fullcap are both around 1.0 or right above it. So it's not like they're playing bad either. Yeah. Um, Then Gino and Plump are struggling, but they're still doing okay. Like, that, their stat distribution is of a team that could be just doing all right, but I think they're struggling a little bit more than they'd want to. Yeah, but those are my only other things I was going to say about Elite. Yeah. There's just more of a curiosity kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I will concede when we get to Challenger. I will concede the first place to you guys. Um, maybe after maybe after last night, I would change a little bit. But yeah. uh, at least going into last night, I could I would concede it because you guys definitely had played, uh, I think, probably more difficult opponents. Yeah, it was mainly the win over HG that I think should yeah. jump us up there. I would agree. Yeah, I think that's like the one um, that I would agree with. I don't want to look at the week one thing and reread if anything said anyone about ATL because I know that we got placed at like fifth and I was kind of, I was kind of surprised that I got put at fifth. I felt like we didn't really belong to be that low. Um, granted, we were three, like two and we were two and one versus four and one, but mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of just interested to know. I also found it kind of uh, almost a little funny how, uh, which for that one, there was no uh, who said what, but the quote of um, looking at upcoming games, it wouldn't be surprising to see AVI keep their ranking going into next week with them playing ATO on Tuesday and then GAS on Thursday. However, some matches that could adjust rankings pretty heavily are looking like ATL versus AP and HG versus OS. However, with how close the entire tier of Challenger is, I don't think it'd be shocking to see upsets coming out of teams like Cow or Nan. So I thought it was interesting that they felt like the rankings really relied on a game between AP and us. Yeah. Be- that was kind of interesting to me because I don't think AP is a bad team, but I think we are just, I, I think we belong at the top end of the tier. And I think that they're more of the middle ground. So I don't, I was, I found that kind of yeah. interesting. I think they were like one and two at the time anyways. I don't think they had like an insane record. So I don't know why. I, I, whoever wrote that, why they necessarily considered it a huge deal breaker, uh, you know, shake up. I, I think, think if we lost of, that, it would have been. But yeah, I think there are a lot of pretty decent teams in this tier. I don't yeah, really I see think, that many think, great teams besides certain ones when players as individuals pop off. I think like I would say the top five. I think so. Us two, OS, HG, and BS. I would say that we're we are where we're supposed to be but i think basically everything below that except for maybe gas could all really change at any moment and gas have made some moves that i think they'll be they way made better some moves, yeah yeah so I'll, i was gonna talk about that we'll probably talk more about gas later because they did make some moves um yeah but yeah it's i mean interesting because i don't know if it's just i always play teams really close but like we've played gas kind of close we still sort of wiped him up in the end but it was pretty close up until that point where we just took the game yeah. over the line and then last we took night was H4K our closest into game overtime mm-hmm. so last like, night was our closest game so we've uh yeah we've who were you up against we played against um uh Yike, yokai cafe last night okay yeah yeah, yeah. yc is pretty strong they were the they were close. Um, They've made some 16, moves, but 13. they just play really, really uncoordinated. I watched the demo earlier because I was watching stuff to basically for our own notes on what we were doing right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. They were playing ancient very interestingly, and I think it's because uh, the map is still being figured out by a lot of people, myself included, and my team. I think it's still being figured out by a good amount of people on how to, the new ancient should be played. And so for them, it felt like the setups they were playing were just super off the wall, which caught us their, off guard a few times on CT side. Yeah, on their, their CT ancient side, but is weird. Their T side was really, really uh, like spontaneous. But don't they, they really just always done. smoke red? And Actually, like, that's 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 part of it. They they tried to smoke red every round, and half the time it would miss. They oh missed their red smoke very consistently. <laughs> they we weren't really the missing half, it when we, we played won the them half in a twelve scrim. to three. We won the half twelve three on ct side we were still learning our like mid control so we had to just sort of destroy them on our t side where they couldn't get much control against us but that was also in a scrim though interestingly we scrimmed them when they had cyber in as a sub and now they've signed cyber yeah i mean i think that typically happens uh in the mid-season you play at least one or two games with the sub before you make a decision yeah um i think that's a very good uh choice by them i think cyber brings all to the table i think he had a, lo- a rough game last night uh, we kind of shut him down on the positions he was playing. Um, on his CT yeah. side, it was basically Redondo just running out me, uh, a half the time, just one tapping him on default. That was <laughs> I watched the demo back. It was like that a lot of rounds. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think generally, uh, 
I think generally, like, they were definitely not a bad team. They like they were. Yeah. I think their two and four is a little deceiving, to be honest. Yeah, I think they Katsunas, can just lose they, to anyone, but they can I, beat anyone. I think that's somewhat true. They also just made changes. Um, yeah. They've changed two players out going into last night. So that was the first outing with a new team. I don't. Um, I don't like, know if their losses. Laban. Their losses are to OS Nan. The uh, Savannah, which I say is the only one that's a, kind of a bad loss. Yeah. And then to us. So three teams that are in the top seven. So that are in yeah. playoff position right now. So for them, I don't think that the two and four really is that bad because they've, they beat up on UPS, which has actually turned out to be a, a better, a much better team than I anticipated, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Well, I think UPS is just pure chaos, but they have some really good individuals. I think it is kind of a pug team, to be honest. I, I obviously haven't looked at them yet because we play them second to last or third to last. Mm-hmm. We play them pretty late. Um, I've looked at them and talked to people, and it's everyone's just like, yeah, they're just crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a team that I think as myself, as an individual and as a caller I struggle against are the teams that aren't very organized because I overthink things and then they don't do what I think they'll do because they're just doing the easy thing that it should be obvious yeah. that I don't think they'll do. I feel pretty uh, comfortable against them or i felt comfortable in our game because they were so disorganized that once we created some chaos like they were not reacting properly mm-hmm. like they would drop a player vent and leave a really big gap or they would leave ramp open um and just like those kind of things where it's just like you know blurted's really mm-hmm. good but what if we just one tap somebody somewhere else and then you blurted send rotates everywhere is... and we just hold Blurted is definitely one of the players this season that is, in my opinion, wrongly placed. They are um, one of the players this season. Yeah, and I, I say that because, and I say that, and I obviously know that our numbers team works really hard, and I like most of the time agree with what they're doing. But he, and I was also kind of, he was a player, if I'm remembering correctly, where he got adjusted the like day before or day of um, yeah. numbers lock. So it's not like I could really get a ticket. And if I did think that was the case, you know, it's not like all these players that I had a chance to. It's like, well, yeah, I didn't know he's going to be in challenger until the you know day before draft. So hearing where his face it is and then being like, wait, they really moved him down. It's kind of crazy. Because isn't he like face at eight? I don't know. I've never looked at his face at profile, which like a face at level eight is going to be pretty darn confident in Chally. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean yeah yeah i think i guess we could probably just keep talking about challenger for a little bit more because we know more of what's going on i feel bad for people that listen to this that are in other tiers but it's hard to really yeah they're like what the, the heck know. is all these chalet talk yeah, sorry I feel, I biggest feel, tier I, best tier that's just how it'd be yeah i just I, yeah i feel bad with not really having even as a gm i know more than i used to but i still don't know the intimacy the intimacy between certain rosters and uh, different mm-hmm. players and you know why certain teams are doing things certain ways i'm not you know all up in okay you know, tell me it. how good cow actually is i think cow is really underrated to be honest i have okay, cow okay. i had cow as like fifth overall going into season i thought that it would be really good not really good but i thought they'd be much better um i, I think they're lost to hitmen i mean looking at their losses lost to hitmen on match day one it's fair they beat ATO. That's definitely a team they should have been. They should be beating. So that's good that they took that. They lose to you guys, which is yet, yet again a really tough team to beat. They beat Gas, which is another team that they should just be beating. 
They lose to UPS, which is they've shown some good face. They seem to be a decent team. And then they lose to OS. So they're a team that in this first half of the season, bar their two easy games that they stomped, they've had really, really hard games. I think the tough part is there's just no depth on that team. I think they're really strong and they have really strong players, but they... I don't even I don't know if I'd call them a pug team, but I'd say I don't think they've had time to really develop the team play that's required to face off against the stronger teams. Yeah, and I think that's fair. I think it's really tough when you I think it's like the beginning of a season for every tier. And I think Charlie is just a, a good example of it. Uh, the way I look at the early season is if you're able to either get your your uh, your team, like your structure figured out super early or just have really strong individuals in the first half of the season, then you're going to be taking wins no matter what and no matter who you play against. Because at early seasons when certain a lot of teams are figuring things out, they're working on actually getting that improvement. Um, But, uh, you know, for that reason, and that's why I think a team like Cow, I don't think they're near as nearly as bad as it looks. I yeah. think that they have a lot to prove. Um, looking at the schedule for them coming up, they play. I believe I looked last night at our schedule, but I think overall, Cow should have some better games. Okay, yeah, they play. Um, Let's see. They play where... the Nan. They play Nan Sav and then us. So I think that okay, they, they can should beat be... or go even with Nan, and they should beat Sav. They should win two of I those think. three games. I, I we could talk about them in a second. Um. We can talk about Nan in a second because I don't think Nan is that good. I think they're kind of flukes. But I think Nan has the power to beat some of these teams that I think Nan are should be. Struggling. I think Nan is like there's always at least one or two upset teams in every in every tier each season, and I think Nan is an upset team where they're going to lose to the teams that are even or worse than them, but they're going to beat the teams that are better than them. Of their three wins, I okay. I think I had my full points on cow. I think I'm ready to go talk about Nan okay. because I've already started. I think I want to give a cow anecdote, and that was when we played them. I think they played into ancient, thinking, "Oh, we'll be two teams that don't have practice on ancient," and we had been pracking ancient. And this is just an example of like they didn't have. I don't even know if they had their defaults and things figured out, and mm-hmm. so we just wiped the floor with them. But once they have that stuff figured out, I think they'll be a pretty strong team because we've played them on Mirage in the past, and their Mirage was really competent. Okay, Nan. So Nan has, they beat ATL, they lost to AP, they lost to BS, they beat YC, lost to H4K, and they beat HG. So if you look at their three wins, um, I think that a team that they should have beaten was YC, because I don't think YC is very good. Um, I think they're kind of around where they should be. I think I think YC is around that middle ground, bottom middle area where they should be. So I think Nan should not have lost to like AP. Uh, they shouldn't have lost to Big Slime, and that's from someone who's played Big Slime. They have four wins, and I think they're you know they're doing really well. But I think that against a team like Nan and how they have literally four keepers against a team of DEs in FAs that were picked up. A team that has played Vertigo multiple times or just played together as individuals across different tiers for the last like year, they should be able to beat a get beat a team that's unstructured. I don't believe any NAN team has had structure. 
Now I know that's me saying that's me saying a lot by saying <laughs> yeah. they have structure, yeah. but they have experience playing together, and I think that experience should bail them out of a lot of situations that it doesn't. Like if you look at stats, I was looking at this the other night. I'm like, oh, our team has uh, almost like oh, we have the highest 45. Nope, it's Nan because Nan is a 4v5 percentage somehow. Like that's, that's a team chaos. where, yeah, I mean it's a team where like oh well you know we're we're almost uh, you know we're tied with a lot of other teams for a clutch ratio, but Nan they're at 0.1 because they basically have to clutch out to win rounds a lot of times yeah like their utility damage isn't really good their util per round isn't really good their flash assists aren't very good they're like their stats aren't amazing but like they're just clutching their t sides are where they're doing things they have almost a 40 percent win rate on ct side and like a 60 on t they're not ct oriented so um, looking in Challenger at the stats, uh, you have Derpruce at 1.17, Tropalm at 1.08, and then no one for a while. And then the next three are not showing good stats. Yeah. You have Greg at 0.96, Willie at 0.93, and then Supreme down at 0.83. I don't think that that team just has firepower necessarily. I just don't really think they're that good. I think they have firepower up against teams that don't know how to shut down firepower. And then once you're a team that's sort of strong enough to play together and sort of break some of the individual chaos plays that they go for, then I don't think they'll be that strong. Whereas like UPS, Blurted is the kind of firepower that's going to break past those barriers that a solid team sets up. Mm -hmm. I would agree. I think that's generally um, what yeah. I would say. I just, I don't know, man. Like I, like I, uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna <laughs> give my, I'm not gonna give, trying to throw out excuses for why we lost to Nan. We lost, you know, shit happens. You know, we talked about it before. Shit happens sometimes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they were the same way last season. They beat a lot of the teams that made playoffs and they lost to a lot of the teams that did not make playoffs. Last season, they made playoffs and then made the most disappointing <laughs> playoffs game ever. I already knew that Nan, like, had we casted that game uh, had a one really passive player in sharp and i thought they were doing the same thing again with tropom but tropom's like a good anchor Tropom's i think tropom's good if der Proust can be their actual star that's cool that's great but that's a lot of pressure on just der Proust with how this nan team is stacking up well i think the problem with nan is they always like to keep the same players in and around the system and, and that's their decision you know that's that's up mm -hmm. to them if they want to do so um that's part of the reason why i also just think ah, the way that the franchise is handled is a lot of keeper is keeper centric and i hate that kind of franchise because that's just not how csc should run but that's conversation for another day no um, let's intellectual csc but, debate right now but <laughs> they but yeah they have these systems where they constantly are bouncing between different combinations of players between contender and challenger same thing with last season even in prospect season eight then challenger last season in this season and contender this season like they have a lot of these players that have played with each other on different you know rosters in different tiers and it just seems like it never works and i I just, I just don't think players like Willie have enough fragging power or potential to succeed in, uh, in Challenger. Greg was in Challenger last season as the opera. I don't think Greg has. Greg seems to still be opping this season, and like Greg's struggling a little bit. I just don't think that. I don't know. I think that that's a team that will basic basically never make a change, um, because of how that franchise is run. I don't think they're ever going to be making a changes to 
their keepers. I think those people are pretty much going to be yeah. around for the next like for the next season or two That's at least. Fair. So I, I don't think, really know if I can give them a suggestion on who they should be changing if there is a change to be made. I don't think I can make that suggestion because they won't take it, and yeah. I know they won't. I mean, maybe if they'd happen to like pick up someone really strong, they'd be in a strong. Maybe if yeah. they had Kyrell. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually wanted Kyrell, and I was going to go for Kyrell, and then Supreme traded them away to HG instead. So yeah. I could have hey, had Kyrell's virus and Kyrell. But... I know I could have I could have had virus and Kyrell. Look at that. Can we talk what's happened to T Grumpy? T Grumpy, if you're listening to the podcast, I love you. You carried me through some of those combines, but now it's it's been I a think little that... bit of a struggle at the start of the season. I, I say this very endearingly because I did the exact same thing my first season in CSC. It's the mm-hmm. pug star opera that struggles in Team CS pipeline. Happens every season to a lot of operas. Your first time in Team CS, you just aren't really prepared for what it entails. The same thing happened to me in Prospect. I know it's a different level of play, but same thing happened to me in Prospect in Season 7. And then it's taken me a long time to bounce back and really learn it. Granted, I took the alternate route of also being an IGL, so stunted my growth a little bit. But yeah. like, I think that happens to a lot of operas and a lot of players in CSC. I think it happens a lot to riflers, but I think to warm up as a rifler, just as a, like, a lurk or whatever, I think it's easier to kind of warm up into your role on a team. I think op it just takes a lot of a lot of practice and a lot of uh, like just game yeah. sense and a lot of uh, the thing in, is intuition. Though, we gave Sabrina so much credit last season for sort of being the one to bring this ragtag team together and win it all. It's funny that and you mentioned that. Now this is a real test because you have a player that we know has really good mechanical skill, who's an opper, and as an IGL, a lot of your job is to set up the opper, and now your offer is struggling so the the thing to look at that i also think is it's not a crazy high number but if you're gonna look at ops um in challenger and you're gonna look at all of the people that have the opera role which is what there are one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve of us twelve people with the opera role if you look at the the opening duel attempts, T is like second highest on that list. So I think T is being set up. I think the issue is T is not succeeding once no. being set up. I think it's the other way around. I think they're not setting T up, and T is still going for those opening duels and losing. That, and that could also be true. I, I don't. I haven't watched their demos yet. Uh, we play them next week, but I haven't watched them yet. Um, so I don't really know exactly how T is playing as an individual. Um, yeah, because T was definitely swinging a lot of stuff. It was just like. And they had yeah. good mechanics. It was just, if yeah. you're swinging a lot of stuff, you're going to freaking swing into hyper and yeah. get destroyed. But here's the, so I know that HG housed two players that were part of that group of about five or six different Charlie players last season that started their grind and face it and just playing together mm-hmm. after a season started. There was Kando and Traditions in that team. And those two players have gone into elite and continue to succeed. Um, I know Kando is still like, second place on their team they're still really high up in the tier i think traditions has fallen off a little bit just to get you know acclimated but you know it happens the thing that i've noticed with looking at the current roster i don't think that team is doing the same kind of grind or they're just not playing as much or it could also just be individual to individual it's not the same i don't think that those players have the intuition and the like like the hero like mental that the players from hg did last season have yeah. That was like that was broken English. I don't know what I just said. They don't have the same mentality that the players in HG last season have or had. They don't have that now. So I think that's why you're seeing 
a player like Kyrell, who is just a solid, they're just a solid support. I think they're performing so well because they're able to kind of bail that team out. You can look at their clutch rating, the uh, clutches per round 0.04. I mean, that's not the highest, but that's not nothing. That's nothing to scoff yeah. at. 31% multi kills per round. Also nothing to scoff at. That's relatively high. Um, and so like, I think that Kyrell is kind of the core, the rock for this team. And they're really performing at that level. Um, I think Robin is obviously another person to mention. I know Robin, I know that she's really good. They were, she was definitely someone that I kind of had on my radar, but um, didn't get to, didn't get to me whenever I had them kind of in my list of when I was willing to take them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Robin is yet again, they're playing the entry role with a 1.12 rating. That's just really good. That's really solid to see when um, you're seeing a player that is willing and wanting to take opening duels and being successful at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they have only about a quarter opening dual rate, uh, opening dual attempts per round, but they have 71% opening dual rate. So that's first skills to force duels. They're very that's successful good. at it. So they are a good entry for that reason. Um, so I think they have pieces. And I mean, Lum is still performing at about a one. That's, you know, obviously just being a, a very consistent piece. Even at average is good. Um, yeah. I just, it, yeah, it really is interesting to me that that team is not succeeding more like i don't think that this team should be four and two i don't think they should have taken a loss at this point if you look at the teams that they've played the teams that they lost to were you guys which i think is excusable because i think it's yeah. kind of just that head-to-head i think you guys yeah. were better developed we did have on. a sub but we had enough team play that even with a sub we were a stronger team yeah. team yeah and then their only other loss is to nan and that's yet again that team that's upsetting people i don't think hg should be losing to nan I think individual. If you're comparing individual to individual, I think I think uh, HG has a better team. I agree, except for the fact that something's got to change with T Grumpy. I think yeah. they need to set him up more. T Grumpy's got to figure that. So if they wanted out. an offer, they've missed out. If you go and look at transactions, they missed out. Um, but I think if they no no, if if they wanted a solid offer, they should have gotten Jeezy, mm. um, which. I guess now we can mix in the conversation. We can continue to put these kind of challenger FAs um, in between the lines of a lot of these teams that we say are struggling or saying needs changing um, because I know I wanted to talk about FAs in challenger. Yeah. But players like cyber, I feel like cyber should have been on a roster much sooner than just up until like in the last night or oh, you yeah. know the day before. If we I think needed Jeezy, someone, we would have taken them. But. I think Jeezy going this long without a team is just criminal. I know a lot of people gave me a ton of shit because, oh my god, Jeezy hits a crazy clip in CSE and gets cut. That's bullshit. You know, what the hell? Like, but I, like, I just simply, I didn't have room. I had too many good, I, I did too, too, you know, not to toot my own horn. I had too good of a draft to where I, <laughs> I just could not keep everyone I wanted to keep. And Jeezy is a player that, like, if there was next, if the next opening would have gone to Jeezy. I can assure you that. That's how good Jeezy is. And I really think Jeezy should have been on a team sooner. I think a lot of these teams that have keeper uh, keeper cores and like four time, you know, four keeper players, I think because they're keepers, they're less enticed to change them. Um, they're more willing to ride it out and see if it fixes. And I talked a little bit about this in league discussion when I put out that thing, which I guess I can touch on later. Because um, it was interesting looking at the data. And I have more data now that I'm going to be writing stuff up about. I haven't had the time yet, but... Um, it's interesting that these teams really want to commit to these keeper teams and these keeper players when it seems like bang for your buck and just looking at stats like 
these keeper players aren't really competing and performing at a level that a an, a DE is. Most of the DEs are outperforming the you know keeper players. And I think it's interesting that these teams that are struggling with keepers, you know, you'd think that if they're struggling, it might be a quick thing. But if you're generally going to write out a team that has keepers, you would think that they would be able to make a fix quickly because they have experience playing together. They know what they what's gone wrong in the past, baby. They know what's you know how to uh, be, adapt and be um, be able to make those changes. So it's interesting to me seeing teams that have a lot of these keepers. Like I think the one that surprised me the most was like uh, where was it? Like Sat, like Savannah. Yeah, they've got another win this week, but like they had five. Five keepers, including the FA they signed in offseason, they had five keepers going into the season. And up until the last few match days, they've struggled. Really, really, really struggled. I think they've won two of their last three games, and those are their only two wins. So I think a team like Sav, you know, why not make a change sooner? I know it's early on in the season for Challenger by the you know entire season length. But if you're starting off 0-4 or like 0-3, I would be more inclined to make a change. Mm-hmm. I think if you feel you have a strong team, I'm fine with sticking to your guns until like a real, a decent change is available. See, but when you look at the FAs that were available, I think a lot of these teams had options. Like someone like Envisions yeah, has been sitting I, there not signed. I think some of them might not have realized that these FAs were good. Um, yeah. The other thing is like i i think some teams have made changes i think yc gas like and now these fas have been scooped up i these keeper teams or these teams with more keepers i'm i'm more comfortable saying yeah keep going keep trying on avi we were in a really rough spot and we eventually did make the change um, we made some trades, some moves, got back to being decent last season. Uh, but it's it's tough, and I wouldn't just pull the trigger on a move for the sake of a move. That being I, I said, fair. I, sometimes also, maybe yeah. you do just need to refresh a team. I think that is that is where the different styles, or maybe not even style, but just the decision making that certain GMs take and their priorities for a team. I know sometimes it's like, well, yeah. maybe we just don't have the right players available to us, so we'll try our best this season and see what we can do next time. But yeah. Hawkish is always ready to pull the trigger on a cut, but when it comes to the team that I'm calling for, I feel like I know when we need a cut or don't. Yeah, and that's and that's why I put a lot of trust in my captains and AGMs to help me with those decisions if and when I decide to make changes. Um, but yeah, I just think that looking at a lot of the teams that are in challenger that were struggling you know i it just surprises me that they're really wanting to hold on to these rosters that clearly things just aren't working i know you mentioned gas i think talking no longer fas but talking about them i think gz and divisions are probably the two best pickups you could have had i'm surprised that they were both just not available not on teams yet Mm -hmm. um like I said, I think Jeezy was criminally underrated. I think for an opper, um, they seem to want to be an opper, and I think that they fit the role really well. Um, that was just part of the reason why they didn't make the final cut because it was just heavy overlap with myself. But then I was like, well, maybe I'll just rifle. But then I honestly would have cut myself instead because I think that players like Exift and Virus were better riflers than myself. Um, 
and so for me, I didn't really want to commit to forcing myself to rifle and letting someone else on the op. As I had already talked with Orca, Redondo, and other players, that I was like, yeah, I'm going to be oping for sure. So I think that when you were needing an op or your team didn't have one or you needed a new op, someone like Jeezy, definitely an option. So I think you look at like Kitsune's, I think Ende, they're, they're, they're a decent op. I think Ende would be about the cutoff for me. So like T Doggins, I think, is the captain for Lions, so they're not going to go. Um, I'll let you speak on K-House and how you feel about his performance so far this season. He um, is definitely wasn't good enough at the start of the season, is now starting to pick it back up. And the other thing is, sometimes there's not a lot of room when Hyper gets all the kills. And, and I've, I mean, I've written, written that same exact rating that he has 0.97. I've done the exact same thing, sitting at around 0.97 and having good fraggers to kind of take the space. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, I know for a lot of people and in a lot of the tiers, a strong opera goes a long way. Oh, yeah. I expect K-House to move up because I know that we're trying to put him in all the spots to succeed uh, i think ende has really good aim but end just isn't used to this team cs thing mm-hmm. and gets shut down when you use an actual smoke and a flash and a double peak and so they need a really strong igl or they're not going to go much further than just being an inconsistent pugger Mm-hmm. I think yeah, that's for like most NDA, of challenger players. It felt like Ende really struggled last night against us. I don't really know how often they had the op out um, on either yeah. side. I don't really think they had the op out much at all. We played a scrim where it felt like any time I saw Ende, I was just melted. But yeah, we looking, could just still run strats one, and sort of run over was, them. There were ten total op kills in our game last night, and I had nine of them. And they had one. So they, yeah, they just weren't really oping. Let me let me look at some of the other FAs in Challenger because I think there was a few other names that I was thinking of that I think could be good pickups. Um, Is Axia? Do you think they'd be yeah, strong? I Randy think for be a good pickup? they have a really good CT side, so I think a team that has a player that is struggling in that role and you kind of are looking for a replacement, I think that a good CT side player could be really helpful and really good for them. Based on the stats alone, I gotta recommend Fire Hotness. <laughs> I love Firehawk's willingness to jump in and sub no matter what, but jumping in last second to a game, a tear up, is not gonna do good for the stats. Yeah. It'd be like that. It's the same thing with a player like Houghton, honestly. I think that being a good T side player on. Uh, as a sub is really hard because you kind of need to fit into whatever system they have. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that they're able to show good numbers on CT side. I think if they were actually in a good team that's going to work around them to help them be successful is I think good teams should work around their subs too, though. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I would somewhat agree. Yeah. Not to be like, oh, every team is a bad team, but like we subbed cyber and literally our plays were built around cyber in that mm. I would micro people, but I would just let cyber be the lurk. Cause I know that's what cyber likes to do. Enjoying that 2.9 average death placement. Just, you know, if they're on the other side of the map, don't try to 
tell them exactly where to go, but just be like, all right, then let's play off that. Do your thing. Do what you're comfortable with. Um, I'm realizing now when I'm looking... Uh, okay, so I guess actually we can look at players that are now FA um, in Challenger. That was something I thought crossed my mind. Players that are now in Challenger that are FA that have been recently cut or changed. Um, I think when you look at them... Um, actually, no, I'm sorry. I was just looking at the stats page. I wasn't even paying attention. There's a lot of uh, free agents yeah. that just haven't played at all. Um, I think a player like Roly Coley Poli, um, probably sound biased on it as he was on my team previously. I think Cole not being on our roster is kind of questionable for a lot of these teams that need a just rock to take over and just be that player that can rely on. Because a lot of these teams seem to struggle having a rock to rely on. So I think Cole is super yeah, underrated. But I don't I know if I would, unless like the system wasn't working, I don't know if it'd be worth it to make a change that wouldn't be that big of a jump up. So I think if you have like a solid middling player and you're like thinking about making a change, I don't know if just picking up Roly Coley Poly would be the best. No, but I, I, that's fair. But I think, like I said, a lot of these teams that are struggling, I think that they have, um, they just have st- stability issues. I think that's okay. the, that, then that, that could, yeah. I'm interested um, in Edax's potential. Yeah, I think Edax looked pretty good on stats in preseason, so or combines. I mean, yeah, Edax um, just watching one of their combine demos just has a really snappy aim. I think the problem with Edax for a lot of teams is that they are on the more expensive end. So for a lot of these teams, yeah. they might not have. You don't the want room to pick to up an them. expensive aimer that doesn't have a ton of experience, and I don't mm-hmm. think Edax has very much team experience. Yeah. So it would not be an easy just oh pick up Edax and slot him in for our other player because then it's like oh we're going back to square one and in yeah. the middle of the season that's. That's yeah. tough to do. Yeah. Um, Sassy not being on a team is kind of surprising, honestly. Because um, I know Sassy was on, I believe, H4K last season, and then they went to ATO when they traded Sassy for Blitz. Um, And I don't know. I feel like Sassy may be a little bit more expensive for the stats they were putting up in, in season 9. And potentially, like during combines, I don't. Remember, I'm not familiar with their season nine. Stats. They had a one point oh two, so like they're a solid so, yeah. player. Yeah, so that kind of surprises me. Um, I think um, who else was it? There's someone else I saw. Laban. Laban's the other one I want to look at. I'm kind of surprised that Laban isn't. Uh, it had to have been a personality thing because if might, you just I, look at I, fragging power, you keep Laban on that team. I agree. I think it had to have been just not mixing well because I think Laban offers a lot. So I would agree. It kind of surprises I think me that they Laban didn't. doesn't offer a ton when it comes to the supportive side of the game. So if you're taking a support player and replacing it with Laban, your team's not going to do much better. But if you have a player that's just gun out going for frags and is struggling, take Laban, who's just going to be a better gun, and put him on that team and breathe some life back into it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would agree. I think it's definitely just kind of a question of what teams are looking for. And I think that is always a thing that's kind of hard to see. Mm-hmm. Okay, these teams are performing well. What's the problem? Because you look at stats, it could be a personality thing. It could be somewhere in between. Um, yeah. So, yeah, for me, it is interesting to look at a team like, or look at a player like Laban and kind of be surprised that they're not on a roster. Um, I think... 
Um, this player kind of, I think, just goes unspoken about. But Seasons, I think, really has it to succeed in Challenger. Um, I know from the cut notes and stuff, I think that Seasons seem to be a little bit struggling with confidence going up a tier. Mm-hmm. But I think that if they're on a team that is able to allow them to succeed or set them up, I think Seasons has so much potential. Yeah. They were an all-star and, and contender for a reason. They can come up to Challenger and succeed. I think they can do it. I think the I tough mean, part is that the teams that are going to set them up are the teams that don't need a change. Yeah, and, that, and that's very fair. I think mean, that's probably pretty true. Um, but I think even I think Seasons, personality-wise, would almost be one of those perfect players to kind of be like, okay, we just need a change to happen, and yeah. they'd be a good fresh face to a lot of teams. Also, let me recommend Wooston. Cheap solid fragger i think wooston and laban are both that just you want someone who will shoot gun go get him so my only thing with wooston i've never played with wooston so i don't really know much about them but my only thing that i'd say about wooston and how i know kind of how they play i don't think that i'm if i'm remembering correctly from like talking to other contender players from last season isn't like i'm if maybe correct me if i'm wrong but isn't wooston a very just hyper aggressive player oh wooston is a w holder so, and I think that's the problem. I think when you go up a tier like that, I don't think you can be a W holder and succeed really easily. I think a lot of players struggle to make that jump. So I think that's probably the issue for Wooston. Even though they're a cheap option, I don't think they're going to be able to be a great entry or a great piece on a team unless yet again, they need that support, which those teams most likely don't need those changes. So I think if, I think Wooston just being signed as a shakeup, I don't really think it's going to come with many changes to the actual performance of the team. Okay. Let me let me check the time. We've hit the time that's required. We did. Yeah, I looked a second ago. Which is nice. And then half of most of that was Chally. <laughs> it was, but you know, it's hey, hard for us not to talk about Chally. How, how can we not talk about our own tier? Yeah, I think I think we need to like actually get guests on more from other tiers and not just be oh, like, yeah. oh, let's get a staff person that's cool to talk to. It's like, okay. We I want need Smartest to Superman people. from Premiere to defend that ridiculous take on the power rankings article. I was thinking about this the other day, like after they came or last night after the PR thing came out, just to think like, you know, I think it'd be cool to have an ep- uh, a uh, I think it'd be cool to have an episode where we bring on some different representatives, maybe one from each tier to kind of see what they're saying and kind of get some more insight into uh, how they like approach their uh, rankings and how they decide how to rank things. And I think that that'd be, be interesting. interesting. Okay. So now that we've gone through all this, I just want to say we're reading this article on the website and I want to talk real quick just as like, oh, wait, wait, I want to do the thing that I'd like to do. The special oh, shout okay, out yeah. this time. Yeah. Shout out to everybody who's still listening and shout out to Tech for making this website awesome. I got to yes. say, should have stress tested the lobby system a little more. But it's awesome now that it's working. The match page, mwah, beautiful. Demo links are right there. Standings, broken, but we have that on stats. And stats is even its own page on the website now. It just links back to the sheet, but still, that's super nice for ease of access. Um, Everything is awesome and beautiful, and we love y'all. And so if you're still listening this far in the podcast, 
show us some love and show some love to tech by adding your favorite tech member in gen- no i'm just kidding by just saying that you love them in yeah. chat thanks that's this concludes the secret shout out yeah this is how we tell who actually listens to the pod by like mm-hmm. who pulls up into a chat and is like hey we love you insert wherever we're spreading love this time I don't think if there's anything major else, anything else that's major and applies to CSE to talk about. Um, I guess I could briefly touch on kind of. Actually, no. I, I have more I want to talk. I need to write about it and research. I need to do so. I will talk about that later. The whole FA or DE versus keeper argument. Yeah. I have more. I have more uh, data. I just need to organize it and actually like have something written up about it so I can have more to more of a script to talk about for the yeah. future in this and then also just to actually put out as a as a either article or something yeah i think that it is it's an interesting thing to think about i'm a big fan of maintaining teams just like as a sucker for stories and seeing see uh, and i and i have nothing against those and i i think it's cool to have a you know a few keepers but I think that now I'm just talking a, the Woodwind Gang run it back from season five to season six, and they see, won season six. I kind of hate those because I feel like that's just anti CSC for what it actually does. But like I said, that's a whole other argument or discussion to get into. Yeah, yeah. I think because I I've experienced that as a player, that feels like it's part of the CSC experience. But at the same time. I get that, you know, some teams just maintaining a bunch of keepers and it's just like, it gets really mad. It does cause legit issues when people get drafted onto a team and feel like they don't have a chance. That being said, some of the people that go, I never had a chance on this team. Maybe you need to look inward and understand the real reason why you felt like you didn't have a chance. Because maybe something you said or did at the beginning of your time on that team in preseason meant that they really weren't seriously considering you. Maybe you did just blow off being asked to play in that scrim and cut, and that this is a personal story now. Anyways, I think it's a... What does Maui Snake say? Being toxic is a choice. There it is. You know what, Fuffy? I'm going to choose to be toxic against you on our game. Just you wait. Just you wait. <laughs> oh, here it comes. I will be barking from the bottom of the scoreboard. Three kills. Don't care. <laughs> That'll be both of our jobs. Can we do a podcast episode where, like, between every couple rounds, we call a pause, jump in? <laughs> we have That's Zencaster horrible. open the whole game. That sounds horrible. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. This, uh, that'll, be, that'll be fun. Hey, I have had to just mute whole teams because I'm like, I already know these players are going to be obnoxious and toxic and I just don't want to oh, hear I it. Do. In CSC, I don't do it as much. And like every pug in most ESCA games, I do. Actually, this season I didn't do it for ESCA, but in pugs, a lot of the time I have CL mute enemy one. Oh, yeah, yeah. On because it's just not worth getting into. With other in people. pugs, I'm fine with because I can like separate it. But CSC people, I actually know. And when I'm like, really? I you're just going to be an a-hole like I, that? 
come on it's not even it's not even that part because for me it's more of just if i get if someone pokes at me a little bit and i know them or i have a lot of history with them like it'll get to me really quick so like i have to mute them otherwise i get in my own head so like i'm not gonna lie fuffy against you i'm I'm muting your whole team i'm not i'm not gonna listen to anything you guys say i'm muting your whole team because i will go crazy kane will talk some shit (laughs) no i know kane i i I know best trash talker it's his whole that whole triplet all of them are hyper blitz and uh twisted. hyper was like this it. this good good boy quiet wholesome hyper, willing to do whatever for the them. team and now hyper is just like man these guys are so bad let's destroy them out, out of all three of them i liked hyper the most i'll be i'll be hyper's great there. we love hyper don't tell him that they'll inflate his ego <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think we're kind of grasping at straws. I don't really think there's much else to talk yeah. about. I think just a cool little mid-season check-in is is fun. Heck yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. One last thing. Name a team in every tier who you think is going to win it all. Go. If these predictions look are right, it'll be great. If not, it's an hour and 12 minutes into the pod and no one will remember. Um, Premier, I think it's going to be H4K. I think they're going to upset either Marksman or Ooze Cruising Finals and probably beat Shogun in semis. Uh, Elite. I think that we will get at least semis, but I don't know if we'll win. It'll be really close depending on how the other teams progress going forward. I, I'm kind of on the, the, the big slime revenge, revenge door. Okay, okay. I, I, I think they're going to get to finals and, and win. Um, for Challenger, I think it's going to be us. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't mean that biasly. I think we actually, as an individual, uh, mentally and as a player, I think I am actually prepared to make it that far and succeed still. Um, I think I'm in a position to where I feel like I can be that that uh, that X factor that I need to be when it comes to those pressure situations. I think I can actually do it. So I'm confident we're going to make, make it a deep run regardless, but I think we have it to be able to win contender i think boring answer it's probably going to be hg honestly i think dan's just going to choke in like semis or finals again but i think hg have looked really good um but yc has also had a really good form so i think they're kind of on the up and coming and they're already halfway through the season so you know they could finish it out strong um so i'll say hg or yc for contender it's one of those two in prospect i think it should be os okay i'm gonna go reverse order prospect Ooh, prospect. Let me. Hmm. I guess while you're thinking, my extra little thing. I guess if I had to pick something other than my own team for challenger, I, I'm picking OS. Run it back. The trophy team is gonna get another trophy. In prospect, I'm kind of going crazy on this. I'm gonna say Sav just just for funsies. Okay. In contender, contender is an interesting one. I agree that Nan's gonna choke as they always do. I think I want to go with YC here. In Chally, I have to say AVI. Just knowing. But if you didn't have to pick yourself, who would be your second choice? Uh, probably you guys. Okay. I think OS doesn't have any depth beyond like Cash is really good, but I don't know. I don't see the depth or team play there. For them to take it all the way. I think they took it all the way that one season because there weren't any other strong contenders. And both of us are strong contenders right now. Uh, in Elite, I will say... Mm, let's go with... 
You know, I actually, I want to say cow. I want to say cow. And then in Premiere, just because I'm, no, I'll, I'll go Big Slime. Watching Sinky, he was popping. Let's go Big Slime. Slime up, or whatever they say. Interesting, <laughs> interesting. What would you I, I say, was gonna say uh, Shogun in Premiere, just because of Superman, and that's it. <laughs> what do you think the top three franchises to close Reg Season are gonna be? Like as the you know their whole win loss for every tier combined. I want to say AVI slips in there, but I don't know. I think that one of us two will slip in at number three, but I think it's probably gonna be Big Slam at number one and HG number two. That's my call. That makes sense. Nan might stay up there because they're doing surprisingly well with some of their their teams elite their team is season. their elite team is in the middle of the pack. Their uh, their challenger team is in the middle of the pack. Their uh, contender team is slamming, and their prospect team is above average. So, yeah, it's okay. They can finish like number one in reg season. It wouldn't matter because they did not win a single trophy that season. <laughs> That's where it's at. Uh, all right. Well, this has been a really fun pod. Yeah, it's been a good one. Okay, then now we're at the awkward part. Who does the outro? I do the opener so you can do the closer. I'll do the closer. All right. Well, uh, this has been fun. Uh, Nothing in this podcast is ever planned, um, and it's pure chaos, including the ending. So my name is Fuffy, chilling here with Owen. Thank you all for listening, and I still have no closer. Shout out War Owl.